Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I am Jared. And he's Jared. Hey, Jared, how's it going? It's going all right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I went this weekend down to see uh, two-thirds of Doinksoft. Oh yeah, how are those yeah. guys doing? Yeah, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. I saw, I saw, um, I saw Joseph and Cullen, and nice. uh, hung out in Portland, and it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. I think they're gonna they're gonna be at East this year. So they are. They are. It'll They've got some shit to show. Ooh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> classic doing stuff. Classic doing stuff. Shilling shit. Oh yeah. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> need to get them on here. That's true, yeah, that would be great. In a chaotic sort of way. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was good. I haven't actually like gone to like hang out with friends in a long time. And so it was uh it was really nice. It was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. It's good to hear. Yeah. How you been? Uh I've been pretty good. We had a, some tornadoes touchdown yesterday here. <sighs> Holy shit, I saw that. Yeah, uh, nothing near where I lived, but like I'd say about twenty minutes south of me, they were touching down. I was like, "Well, this is a uh, frightening." <laughs> yeah, they don't normally get that close to Austin at all, do they? Yeah, no, not really, not typically. Um, so it was kind of wild, uh, but everything's all right. So, and the world and all. Yeah, the entire world is fine. There's definitely nothing bad going on anywhere, at all. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying end of the world and all, like these. Oh, end of the world. Yeah, uh, end of yes, the world okay. and all. Like, because any, yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like the last few years, anytime people are talking about like weather events that have never ever happened in you know our recorded history, I'm just like, <laughs> neat. End of the world. Some kind of rapture. What a joy. <laughs> Get your rapture on. <laughs> Uh, cool, cool, cool. I haven't been playing anything new or exciting. I've been playing Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been playing much. I bought a new graphics card. Have yet oh. to, uh, I mean, I installed it. Have yet to, like, really push it to its limits, so that's exciting. Nice. Nice. Well, that's cool. That's Mostly cool. just been, uh, you know, using it to watch lots and lots of hentai. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which has, you know, uh... Lots of wonderful tentacle porn. I, I I couldn't think of anything else, man. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, you just went for it. I was there. Is so um, yeah, yeah. You just you just that's that's the way you went for the the segue. You know, I there was a developer who was talking about they had actually tried. You know what? I'm not going to do this. I was going to go. I was going to go. <sighs> Jared, what's a wholesome thing? Did nothing that I could think of. That's for damn sure. You know what else is nothing that you could think of, Jared? A segue? <laughs> a segue into talking about Tentacular. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. A Seamless. VR title releasing today, <laughs> being published by Devolver Digital. Uh, and it's so exciting. Uh, it's such a joy and such a wholesome delight, Tentacular is. And uh, I really wish we could have some people on here to talk about it with us. You know what we should get? We should try to get uh, we should try to get Luca and Mooch. I think that would be a good uh, a good variety of people. What do you think, Jared? I agree. That would be great. Well, hello there. Wow. Oh hi. <laughs> oh hey. 
That works out great. You've been lurking here the whole time. Now I have to talk to you and pretend like you didn't hear me try and segue with... Didn't, uh, God damn. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Not the first time time it happened to our game to be <laughs> wrongly, uh, I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, would y'all mind introducing yourselves for our listeners so they know who you are and what you do on Tentacular? Hello, I'm Lucas Caramuzzino. I'm a co-creator of Tentacular. <laughs> um, yes, and Almut. That was it for you? Yeah, it was co-curator. Well, yeah, we'll do more details later. All right. Yeah, my real name is Almut Schwacke, but I mostly go by Mooch because everyone can pronounce it. Um, I did all audio things on Tentacular except uh, some of the voices. So music, sound design, and some voice acting. And you didn't do all the voices? No. There was this one actor from America. He was pretty good. He did some stuff. Nice. That's about the best you can hope for out of an American is pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think his name was something with J. There's Um, a lot of J names. It's very, very common. Jared, maybe? Might have been Jared. It was me. It was totally me. (laughs) It was Jared. (laughs) Yeah, okay, come on, Jam. Everyone loved your Edinburgh Oh yeah, I got to do Attenborough for the. For yeah, the, that was amazing. People trailer. generally ask me if uh, somehow we got to Sir David on board. <laughs> I was very proud. Of, that's probably the best impersonation I've done in my life. Yeah, very convincing. Very convincing. Thanks. I felt really good about yeah. that. Super lucky to have you on board. Well, shucks. Um, for those who don't know, Tentacular is a VR game where you play a giant, uh, some type of cephalopod creature uh, with, you know, two massive tentacles for arms. And you play the game uh, around the island of La Calma and you perform various tasks and there's even a story and you do all kinds of things and you interact with people. That's pretty much That's it. That's great. Yeah. It's for me. It's a lot like being a like. It's very, very much like being a kid, uh, and playing with like little toys and like using my imagination to be like, all right, I'm the giant tentacle monster, you know. And you've got like, because they look like the the characters look like. Can't remember what the what which brand of toys, but they've got kind of that like very rounded, simple body shape, and they kind of like, you know, dance around like very simple toys. So it really feels like a child's imagination brought into a video yeah, game. Yeah, that's what really we went for, actually, like, like to, to have a toy-like, dollhouse kind of experience. I guess also for ourselves, when we played with the first prototype, it was like the same wonder of having to play with a lot of uh, uh, toys. And also, building this toy was super fun. You know, when we were building the little cars or the little uh, building and stuff. Nice. So what? Uh, how how did the game come to be? Like kind of from the start, where did it begin? Okay, we have to premise that me, Almut, and Simon, the other co-creator, we are part of the same uh, collective of developers in Berlin. Okay. And uh, the Berlin indie scene is very lively. There is a lot of events and game jam, and uh, through a bunch of game jam, I met Simon. Actually, mm-hmm. we did like a first. Uh, um, up and edge weird game <laughs> called Actually, 
Uh, that was, we can say, some kind of first uh, deep sea weird creature. Then we, <laughs> when we had access to the, our first uh, Rube scale VR, we made a, a game jam in our collective and we did a prototype about a giant monster with tentacles. That was rather different to what we got now, but that was like the, the spark for then uh, starting working on uh, Tentacular. So was the original room scale one, was it more of a destructive Yes, yes, that was the thing. thing. Like we yeah. started, the basic of VR was like, we, we, okay, we have VR, was completely new medium for, for us. So actually for most people, because uh, room scale VR was not even like in store, you know, like sold yet. We, we just have access because our friend developer had uh, an early device. So we have zero like yeah. input for how to develop for VR, what kind of design challenges we had. And we decided to make a monster game, like a, a casual game where you can destroy everything. But the first uh, thing we thought is like, uh, maybe it's not going to be funny if all the action is on the floor and you have to be like crawling at the floor the whole time. <laughs> so we had the idea to maybe like an aquatic uh, monster could be like half submerged. So you have more comfortable like access to, you know, like the, the ground. So it's like chest high. And I had like a model of tentacles that I did for like a talk I did uh, locally, explaining like mm -hmm. completely different stuff. And then we decided to use those because they were just there and, you know, game jam and you just make the best of what you got. And uh, was already like hilarious. Like it was a very crude prototype. We did it in 48 <laughs> hours with other people as well. And um, it was already like a lot of fun. But destroying stuff is fun for like five minutes. Then uh, you yeah. need like uh, to add more meat to it. And the first thing we thought is like, ah, oh, maybe you like fight enemies like Godzilla style, but it was just like not the kind of thing we were like into it. And uh, we figured out that was like more fun to just build stuff instead of destroy them. So nice. yeah, nice. that's what like, was like the genesis of Tentacular. How long has that been? Oh God! <laughs> the Ooh. first, the first game jam was 2016. Oh wow! But it was oh, not well. full-time development, of course, since then. Sure. But uh, at the beginning, well, we had this prototype, we like, and uh, you know, like we are part of this collective. We have our office, and the people were visiting, and everybody was like, "Wow, this game is cool! Like, you, you should do something <laughs> with it." Uh, and then, uh, you know. We have, we decided, yeah, you know, like VR was not even a market yet. So it's like before investing yeah. all our like, life there, it was like, mm, okay. Uh, so we applied for um, <laughs> local funding. Mm -hmm. uh, Germany is very generous in its funding. <laughs> um, so they just, they played the prototype. They, so the premise, VR was a new thing they want to be invested in. So we got the first round of funding that say to you know to, was enough to get started and still we didn't start right away because we were busy with other project and uh, simon was working in a own game called chicken jam i was working <laughs> as a freelance programmer uh so between freelance uh, gigs i was still you know do something prototyping and uh, um, but then we start uh, full-time development, I guess, three years ago. Mm. 
and uh, yeah, and we got a publisher <laughs> uh, <laughs> one year ago, I guess, or less than one year ago. Um, nice. So, yeah. is it? Um, oh, sorry. Is it, is it sort of bittersweet? Kind of being at the end after all this time, or are you just uh, like, personally, I'm uh, so done with this, or? I cannot, uh, <laughs> cannot wait to see people playing what they do with like the game, and mm -hmm. um, uh, of course we we will maintain the game. You know, in the first round we will correct all the bugs we miss, and we want to put more content on it over time to have like more updates. But I'm kind of relieved that it's uh, uh, finally out of the door. Mm -hmm. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to it, like no, I'll deny that. And this is this is your first. So is this your first game as like your first commercial game as a as a team? Yes, yes. Cool, nice. Uh, as a team, Congratulations. yes. And also we uh, we we did some like a lot of game jam stuff, and we had some clients. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. But other than that, uh, yeah, for first game, totally. Nice. Sweet, yeah, congratulations, guys. It's also my first VR game. Has that been, so as an audio des you as an audio designer, how is it, is it different doing audio design for a VR game? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Great, moving on. Uh, in what ways is it different? Um... It's it's just more complicated, yeah. I'd say. It's um, like you really need to make sure that things feel good. It's kind of similar to what you're doing in the game design and the handling of all objects in other ways. You have to also have to do it in audio. Like when you pick up a thing in VR and you um, can hold it right to your head, yeah. um, you really want to have a change between just having it in front of you and really having it uh, to your ear, you know? Like when you pick up a car in Tentacular, you really want to uh, get this feeling of it's like super close when you put it up to your head. Um, so that's just more complicated, like getting things to feel right. Yeah. Um, and it's also um, can be overwhelming. Um, so you have to fiddle more with um, distance attenuation and direction of audio events to make sure um, yeah like if you imagine like everything's um, sounds the same while it's still around you it just doesn't work um, this thing that your brain does is kind of missing like when you're sitting in a bar in reality and you're looking at someone you can understand them while talking to them even if it's super loud in the bar but um, when you're in VR, this just doesn't work. So you have to make sure that it's done in the mix. Like um, when you turn your head, that uh, stuff follows, um, well, not really follows, but kind of gets attenuated when you're not looking at it and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually wish that worked in bars for me because it doesn't work in bars for me when it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well. I, I personally have to put my ear up to someone to hear them. But I think that's oh, a dysfunction okay. on my part. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's harder to understand someone when it's loud, but yeah. um, your brain has this, or like brains in general have this uh, 
ability to focus. Yeah. No. I wish I had. That. <laughs> uh, so, so do you, focus, Jam. <laughs> do you add um, other other like other levels of detail to the sound? Like as it gets closer, like a car, like is as, as, you know, as I bring it closer to my ear, are there like details of the sound that come up and stuff like that? I wish I had that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Fair enough. No, it's mainly just. Um, I mean, there are plugins in the middleware, the audio middleware that um, do this kind of not only volume attenuation, but also kind of filtering, mm -hmm. which also happens in reality when you're close to something or not so close. Yeah. Um, but n nothing handmade, like suddenly you hear the yeah. door rattling from the car. <laughs> so, no, no, I, re I really wish, but uh, okay. too small of a scale. <laughs> But I mean, but you so there. But you said there is a filter on there that kind of changes the sound that you have that you yeah. have implemented. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, and also, I mean, in three D um, audio in general, you give a size to a sound. Like you say, like at what range um, should I be able to hear that sound? Um, and that also makes a much uh, bigger difference in VR than it does in a uh, non VR. Yeah. Game. When you're when you're building it out, I mean, is that is that like a bubble you can see, like 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 as you're programming it in, like is that something visually, or do you just put in numbers and kind of keep tweaking those numbers until it feels right? Um, I think in Unity you can see it, but I'm I'm mostly working in the audio middleware. Yeah. Um, and there it's just a number. Yeah, I'll okay. say in Unity, you really you can you just see maybe like a sphere for the influence, but you can the the, the thing yeah. is like you don't have a, like a linear interpolation inside this sphere. You use some Q mm -hmm. curves, so like uh, it's not very useful. It's just mostly a placeholder. It, there was a lot of back yeah. and forth with the audio and uh, testing numbers and crunching. Uh, and also the problem is like scale because since you are a giant monster uh, you have to kind of have this very loud sounds but you cannot mm. really cover everything else in the game so it's kind of it was like a challenge and Dalmut like was on day one like already understanding what were our needs it was super <laughs> cool yeah but I was also super happy to have a colleague on hand who's very much experienced with VR, Pierre-Marie, kisses to you. <laughs> um, like uh, he helped me with the mixing in the end for two days, which was super helpful because that's another thing in VR, you can't just um, mix on one screen because I need to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> but So I can't use my computer at the same time. So it's super handy to do it with two people, one person playing and saying, ah, this is too loud or too small or yeah. whatever and the other one adjusting oh wow yeah i didn't even think about That's that cool. <laughs> um you mentioned yeah, it's super that fun. You, you did some voice acting for this game as well <laughs> mm -hmm. is that something that you normally do and or is this just a like ah fuck it i'll do this too <laughs> this is how it normally goes <laughs> yes <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, um, I uh, mainly work in indie games and um, budgets are tight and uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I often do this um, if it fits mm -hmm. um, and I also love it. 
I mean, also I'll, I'll ask other people to to chime in and have some like little part in the game as well. And we don't have like full. Yeah, I mean, Luca. I did see a part as well, of course. Like, <laughs> um, but we don't have like full voice acting, so it's mostly mm-hmm. it's like gibberish sounds people make. And uh, yeah. of course, Almo did most of them, but also we ask uh, uh, other people to just join. Still, like people in the office, you know, not uh, any kind of casting or professional acting. I would totally call that full voice acting, actually. Yeah, yeah, but we we don't spell like, out all the sentences in the game. You know, we just have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I mean. Yeah, of course, you need some acting uh, skills. The, the guys that JM did are like awesome. <laughs> I still also, everybody loves the the people. They love what? They love the, the little the characters. people in the game. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yeah. I stole a voice from the marvelous misadventures of Flapjack for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. This is a chance. Yeah, exactly. Are you also a professor? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> But don't forget, like, Olmot also did the music that was amazing for us, like, that, especially, like, the theme song. Like, we were talking about making a video for this game, which was not even out yet, um, like, one year ago or more, and uh, we were discussing what kind of music maybe we like, we could want. and then in a couple of hours, she was ready with, like, the amazing uh, sound that we are still using for the, uh-huh. for the theme. Awesome. Yeah, I really love so I, the, the music that Almut did. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy, silly uh, stuff. That I can do that. <laughs> Perfect for the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Luca, how did you get into making games? Okay. <laughs> like, I, I always wanted to make games. Like, professional, I started maybe uh, eight years ago. But as soon as I had like my Commodore 64 as a kid, I was doing, I tried to do video games. I, I learned myself nice. to, to code in basic with like a manual that was coming with the computer and then uh, in complete isolation because for the time before internet, I had nobody to share with. I started yeah. doing video games and during like my adult life as well, I was working as a programmer. Most of the time, a graphic designer and programmer was switching. I never like really invested in a career. But I was switching between yeah. like uh, graphic design positions and programming positions. So for me, it was like the natural like convergence between my skills of programmer and uh, uh, graphic designer. But professionally, I started eight years ago because also before uh, indie uh, development were not really like a thing, like as a career option <laughs> when I was younger. And uh, I got distracted because at some point I opened a bar in Rome. Oh, oh, that'll happen. Yeah, wow. and then like after I quit like the bar six year in this place, then I um, I start like you know being more serious about uh, game development. Uh, yeah. Then long story, I moved to Germany for other reasons, and then I end up landing a job as a programmer for like a, a company, like an indie company. And after that, I started freelancing, mostly always like as a programmer. I was selling both like my skill as a programmer. So I would send the whole package to clients. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, parallel to that, I was all very active in the local scene with Game Jam events and stuff. So then, uh, nice. yeah, just where we meet uh, the rest of the team. And Simon in particular, we were doing a lot of games together. 
What about you, Mooch? <laughs> Just having a sip of tea. I timed that um, perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I did a classical study. Like I studied for something that doesn't exist in other countries, <laughs> I think. It's called Tonmeister, which is kind of like a sound engineer, but more with a focus on classical music production so you have to like score read and play an instrument and stuff like that okay um so and my goal was always when i started was to get into pop music production yeah <laughs> but then i noticed that uh, it's not really my my path being a producer um and by accident i got i got into film audio um and that uh, had me see my first Foley artist in action back then. <laughs> so I fell in love with Foley a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Foley is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, at least here in Germany, it's super hard to get into because there's no, I mean, that's probably everywhere the same. There's no um, official education for it. <laughs> so you have to find um, a seasoned Foley artist who will show you stuff or just learn stuff on your own yeah um so i kind of learned stuff on my own on the side um while continuing working in the movie sound uh business <laughs> and then by accident i stumbled over a um, job uh, ad for a indie game company who were looking for a sound designer and i thought huh i never thought about that games need audio <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is it's super weird when i talk about it because i I also uh, had been playing games for ages, but for some reason it never occurred to me that audio and games could be a path for me. Um, maybe because my family background is very um, academic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, games are like, ugh, not really a, a medium that's um, perceived as something proper uh, and serious the word <laughs> yeah exactly kind of um <clears throat> but i also didn't know the range of games i know today um yeah so anyway i i uh, applied for that um a job and i got it um and yeah then i started going to game jams in berlin and met uh simon and luca and other people and kind of evolved from there nice so you get to do you get to do foley yeah i get now. to do everything that's yeah. that's what i really love about it um like the games industry for me is much more flexible than the movie industry where everything is like every job is very defined yeah. foley editing uh foley mixing doing foley's uh or whatever um while uh in indie games i do everything um most of the time i'm the only audio person in a team so i do music sound design foley little bit of voice acting if needed and um i really love it nice i imagine that's way more relaxing too rather than like oh i'm, I'm i make fully and then you gotta pass it off to someone to mix it and then it goes off to someone to edit rather than just you know oh, i'm gonna do this all because it's easier <laughs> yeah also doing just foley like foley is incredibly fun um but also a really hard job it's uh exhausting <laughs> like doing it five days a week 
um, is really exhausting because especially in the movie um, industry because um, you have so little time and you have like uh, scheduled recording days where you go to a proper Foley studio and that's like expensive so you need to be done by the whatever days you've scheduled um, and so you're up on your feet like the whole day and like cranking out footsteps and everything and uh, <laughs> I really love that I get to change things up with music and other stuff as well do you do you do you do a thing where you're like all right that's enough fully for now I'm going to go work on music or do you like do you kind of separate it by day still and stuff like that no I'm too chaotic for that. <laughs> so it's just whatever it's just when you're when you're when you're fed up with Foley you take a break and you go do something else kind of yeah nice nice yeah I think it's really cool that I I it never occurred to me that there's not like a school of Foley uh, so you've got to like kind of like do an apprenticeship thing or do it on your own. I feel like that keeps it kind of magical. But it is. <laughs> it is the most yeah. sounds I make with things you would not expect. Also, us in the office, yeah. if we find like some junk that sounds interesting, we think, oh, okay, maybe I should bring to to Helmut. She can do something with that. <laughs> like all the old shoes, like once I found like a chain with like interesting sound. Oh, maybe you, this chain could be like part of a video game why not <laughs> yeah oh is that the chain i know in the exactly game? i don't know which chain yes. but yeah. yeah yes it is Valmut has I like of, a I know basement chain. full of junk <laughs> especially for making yep. sounds yeah but I, I also love that about the job a lot that um when I take that chain, chain into my hand, I think of Luca. <laughs> and like a lot of friends um, have started like giving me stuff and they collect stuff from the streets. I mean, Berlin is a really good city for that. Like junk is lying around everywhere. <laughs> so people collect junk for me <laughs> and give it to me. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm curious, like what the weirdest thing in Tentacular might be like, you know, what's the, what's the weirdest object used for Foley? that's in the game oh god I don't know did you use actual squids I, I for, really the, for the game <laughs> <laughs> shall we put like no squid no. got hurt for the mega of this game or? no oh my god <laughs> no I think the only real animal part that I have in my props is like horse hooves actual horse hooves oh oh but they're oh. not in tentacular yeah. okay yeah shame Sorry, I'm just imagining the horse hooves in your house. <laughs> How does one acquire horse hooves? Asking for a friend. The internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I saw a clip from the... I forgot her name. Um, the Foley artist who worked on... Oh, fuck, I forgot the name of the show as well. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so bad with names. Anyway, it'll come up. A uh, big, big show. <laughs> <laughs> and she was talking about how she made the, the horse hoof sounds. And um, she had these actual horse hooves. And I saw and I was like, I need horse hooves. <laughs> so I just <laughs> searched the internet. Uh, yeah. Are you just going to huh. Google like horse <laughs> feet and you just got them? <laughs> it's, uh, are they on Amazon? Yeah, I think Can so. I order it, it... like a bag of <laughs> horse hoof? <laughs> Weirdly enough, I think it was a, a shop where you can buy stuff for horses, actually. Ah, okay. Oh. Like 
food and stuff, but also <laughs> maybe people be practicing like uh, putting like iron on, on horse. Uh, yeah. roof. I don't know, but interesting. <laughs> I think it was Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh. All the artists from Game of Thrones. Nice. Yeah, they got horses in that. Mm-hmm. So, except for wow, our soups, your shop is vegan. Mm-hmm. There's no uh, vegan horse hooves. <laughs> there's no the dead animals. Pretty, mm, yeah. No, vegan is probably not right. I probably also have some leather shoes somewhere, but mm. yeah, no animals get hurt when I'm working on stuff. I would hope not. Only myself. You don't need to be that that authentic. Like, well, I'm gonna take this animal right here. We need the authentic uh, death sound. So uh, sorry, yep. buddy. You have to kill like a monkey <laughs> you know, live. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly really would be happy if I never had to fight a dog or a wolf in a video game again and hear them, like, make that hurt oh, dog yeah. sound when I, like, have to, like, shoot them or slash them with my sword or whatever. Like, they make that sound, and I'm like, I don't enjoy this sound. I hate this sound. <laughs> this sound upsets me in a very real way. Yeah, yeah, killing dogs mm-hmm. in video games. You just gotta pretend that it's a guy like <laughs> crouched over making that sound and then it just takes it all away and it's way funny. <laughs> <laughs> These men Shoot dressed the as wolves. A, a dude crab like, oh, no. <laughs> Sure. Did you pet uh, the dogs in Tentacula? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? That's actually me. <laughs> Great. So now, when you pet the dogs in Tentacular, you can imagine Mooch crouched down very tiny, receiving your affection. I'm a big dog. Hello. Well, relative to the relative to the monster. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh man, that's um. Luca, what what were some of the challenges of VR from your end? Uh, Yeah, of course, it was our first project, so we had a lot of learning to do. Like, different, like, the market is not so fragmented, but still, like, it's, you have to consider a lot of devices to support. But design-wise, VR, it's, uh, for me, was a challenge, especially to get the proportion right, because what you design in a flat screen don't automatically translate in a 3D setting. So I was yeah. using a lot of tricks, mm-hmm. like I was sometimes trying to mock up uh, stuff in uh, Tilt Brush, that is like a VR kind of doodly thing. So I was just getting mm-hmm. like basic reference uh, and then like using that at a small, okay, this is where like the, the building should be and this is where the docks should be, whatever. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, go back and forth a lot for... Um, uh, getting the, the stuff for the proportion right because it's like uh, uh, you need to be like in VR to, to do a lot of stuff yeah. and uh, this back and forth like uh, was a learning curve of course over time I get more used to it so I have some intuition so I didn't have to to scrap everything again uh, also performance are like an issue because you need to, to guarantee a 90 FPS steady per eye which is like, oh. uh, you know, challenging. Like it, our graphics are not like super demanding mm-hmm. because uh, we choose uh, this low poly pixel art style that I like. Yeah. But still like uh, you need to provide like the, the performance. And uh, we, we had to, you know, come up with some optimization for that. And 
uh, also make some compromise for the amount of stuff we can actually have on screen. At some point we had the prototype of the tentacle with uh, like every single sucker was uh, model, uh, modeled in physics. So you could oh, wow. like wrap your tentacle mm -hmm. around and the sucker would respond to it. While you were grabbing an object, every single sucker that was contacted the object will orient itself to, to grab the yeah. object. And was cool, but was like uh, not very performant. And also was creating a lot of uh, problem with, you know, like intersection and stuff. Sometimes it was like just weird. So we had to simplify that yeah. a lot. And also the tentacle themselves, like we went through a lot, a lot of iteration before getting like them right. And uh, under the hood, we had a lot of tools and stuff to tweak them and have like how to respond to weight if it's like close to the tip or close to the base or uh, oh, yeah. when they have when they are, um, uh, spinning like in around their own axis they, they, they torque <laughs> in a way that like they can break physics so we have to compensate for that also they are like yeah. we are limited by like the engine physics as well so we some of the most digital stuff are like under the hood like we cannot really know how they work so we have to experiment with like fake colliders and stuff like that, that to make it like act right and some bugs that yeah. we find we can do exploit them like uh so it's uh it's they are kind of capricious we are every time we need to make changes on the tentacles we are like oh god like <laughs> please not screw everything up <laughs> Uh, I remember that uh, at one point, <clears throat> every one of those suckers also made a sound when touched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was also like, ugh, way too much. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was fun oh. for exactly 50 seconds. After a while, I was like, I cannot play this game anymore. <laughs> too oh, gross, boy. too gross. It was almost like... <laughs> uh, the um, the you know, you mentioned the weight you know and the yeah. way the tentacles pick things up you know at the tip and at the base and it feels really good the way you have it now um, and it's I mean it's felt good a lot of the way through but um, are there uh, are there other VR titles that y'all explored that y'all played through so I'm thinking of like I was always really impressed with the way weapons flopped in Gorn and somehow the floppiness of the weapons in Gorn to me while it wasn't realistic <clears throat> did something to yes. simulate weight. actually uh, uh, we met uh, the freelance guys in Berlin while we were already oh, nice. working on Tentacular when it was just like you know a couple of tweets <laughs> in his uh, infancy uh -huh. and they were they were visiting Berlin for a local event called Amaze and they give a talk mm. about weight in VR and then they, we invite them over in the, at the office to show tentacles. And we were discussing about uh, uh, physics with them like very, very early. And, and uh, because we had the was same problem. Hmm? Yeah. Was uh, Ruan, the guy from yeah, Real yeah. Lives? Was that who it was? Nice. Uh, and um, we had the same challenge to, to solve. Like, because when we started, there was not many titles at all in VR in general. It's yeah. not like uh, much to refer reference. And they had this idea for. Uh, gore because they have the same problem if in, nothing has weight like uh, then everything feel, feels like styrofoam and they did this yeah. thing with like the mm. weapon itself it's like floppy so to suggest there is some inertia and in our case it's like the tentacle themselves they stretch when they have too much weight on them so you feel like the resistance yeah. 
and um, but yeah, but back then we we didn't know about Gorn. It was not even out yet, and yeah, we just had uh, we had to go try and error. And doing physics is uh, in it's hard enough that we have like a special like kind of Discord chat where we share like physics problem we encounter during game development <laughs> because sometimes it's unwieldy and uh, not well documented so you have to go mostly by yeah. trial and error and experience so you're part of the pioneers you're you're part of the pioneers of, <laughs> and of, back in my like, day we don't have VR titles <laughs> We have to make our own physics. It's shocking to me how many VR games are just uh, shooters. Yes, yes. That's you something know, we really like. Controller uh, as a gun. Yeah, because of course it's very natural and very easy to implement, like the shooting part. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like still cool, like I guess. But it's not what, something yeah. we want to do it. And actually, we were like, kind of worried if our game would have its own niche inside like everybody wants to shoot zombie apparently you know like since our game is kind of wholesome and uh you know cute maybe uh, some people will I get wish, uh, torn off by it yeah i wish we'd gotten to do conventions i wish we you know for for many reasons <laughs> i wish covid never happened um mm. but uh you know it would have been really wonderful if we'd been able to do uh conventions with tentacular you know in development get to show it off to people you know as it's building and the booth jr would have made would have just been i'm sure absolutely fucking amazing mm. um but uh just because there's there's just such a joy in seeing people really get to experience it you know getting to see people because i mean i think tentacular is wonderful and i think everybody who plays it just has a has a blast um and so I think I, I, I'm just wishing that y'all had gotten to have that experience. No, actually, like we had some, an uh, uh, early prototype uh, before the pandemic, we show at mm. AGX. And it yeah. was the first time that we had like a big audience play on game that was not like friends and a friend of friends, you know. And yeah. uh, we realized that everybody, every single person, first, like, we had to stop them at some point because we didn't put a time limit in the <laughs> game for AGX. We had to tell them, sorry, maybe you should let other people play. And second, everybody <laughs> under the headset, everybody was smiling, like, the whole time. And yeah. that was like, oh, maybe we got something there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, but yeah, great. then like maybe a couple of months later, then the pandemic started, and then we we got shut down for all live events, and uh, yeah. yeah, that was like you know a little bad for us because like this kind of game needs a lot of iterations, a lot of uh, feedback from people, especially VR. Yeah. For example, I I'm completely immune uh, from I never suffer from motion sickness. So I can make yeah. the most jarring experience for players and they don't even realize oh it. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> I just remembered the first version of Tentacular and holy shit, yeah, you do not have motion sickness because those scene transitions were the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared, did you ever play that version? Not the not the earliest version, no. So every scene transition, you, you would fall through the floor. Yeah, yeah. And like, it was the... Like and I don't get super nauseous in VR games. Like I'm pretty. I'm like I eventually do. Like, but I'm pretty okay about it. But holy yeah, that, shit, that that was, was like that was the worst. Yes, yeah. that was removed pretty I soon <laughs> after some feedback. <laughs> because normally in the office, uh, I we we are part of this collective. Where in the office we share the office with a lot of other developers, so other people involved in games and various mm -hmm. titles, and. Uh, 
I have a special person in the office that is, has a very weak uh, uh, stomach. <laughs> and he was my, my guinea pig for every kind of weird stuff I was trying. But then when I was, we switched working from home, <laughs> I didn't have this uh, option for me. So, yes. <laughs> and then these people are test on. Oh, yeah. I forgot That's about funny. that. But maybe we should have keep one, one just episode in like that for shock value at some point in the game just Ooh. once <laughs> oh no but right I, in the middle nobody expects it <laughs> during a boss fight or something yeah <laughs> very simple task but you're nauseous the no whole no time. maybe a task where you're super focused to make super phoenix thing and then when the worst moment it does bam yeah I forget about that in VR Forget that. Yeah, like, you can actually have real fashion. jump scares. <laughs> oh, the jump, it scared me. Um so uh I think we should we gotta we gotta wrap up. Um first of all, thanks for being on here with us. Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh is there a place that folks can look you up on the internet? Ah oh, yes, we have internet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, Tentacular is and, uh, developed by Farpunched and uh, that, uh, you can find us on, t- on Twitter my myself I'm at Mr. Luca Games and Mr. Luca Games uh, yes I'm Luca and Mr. Just MR yeah MR yeah okay and almost. and fire punched. I just want to say real fast. Fire punched is all one word, but there's no e before the d. Punched. Fire punched. <laughs> punched. <laughs> yeah, like you, you get punched with a punch. What yeah. about you, almost? Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? If you oh, want to my, be found. my Twitter handle is my is my actual name. <laughs> so Almut Schwacke. But you can also, uh, I think if you search for Mooch, like Smooch on Twitter, <laughs> you will find me. And Mooch is spelled with... Uh, M-O... No, right. M- oh, I need to look it up. <laughs> I is don't even right? know it myself. <laughs> M-U-U-T-C-H? No, I think it has three, three U's. Sorry, M-U-U-U-T-C-H. Because that would just be a W. It's just no like Smooch, but without the S. <laughs> yeah. Spelled the exact same way. <laughs> but it's not. No, it's Smooch, you know, like a really good Smooch. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, oh, exactly. You get it. <laughs> probably if you Google Tentacular <laughs> enough, you will find us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah, out now. <laughs> yeah, it's out now on uh, what platforms? It's on PC VR, and it's Oculus. on Oculus. Yes, Oculus Buzz, yeah. uh, Rift and Quest. And Rift and Quest. Quest 2 Quest. as well, of course. And Quest, uh, Quest yeah. 1, it's called an original Quest. Nice. Uh, yep, and uh, whatever kind of device we ha- have, uh, or you have, probably works. Otherwise, tell us. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Great. Probably. 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 It'll be fine. Just hook it up. See what happens. Um, I'm sure everybody who listens to this show knows that they can find Devolver Digital on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. We're verified on TikTok now, Jared. Did I tell you we're verified on TikTok now? Uh, You're surprising me every time. Every time. Uh, And uh, Twitch and Facebook and the Devolver Digital website. There, I did it. I did the thing. Marketing. Done. Good job. 
Proud thanks. of you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for being here, y'all. Thank you again. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.